0: The Saluki Standards Podcast is brought to you by McAllister's Deli in Carbondale. Consider your last-minute meetings, get-togethers, and celebrations handled because McAllister's brings its best to every event. From delivery and setup to big appetites and the smallest details, McAllister's has you covered. Go to McAllister'sDeli.com backslash catering and let's stay connected. Saluki Baseball starts their season this week. They'll be at Tennessee Tech this weekend, first couple weeks on the road before uh, they head back to the snowy tundra that is Carbondale right now, but uh, first home game at Itchy Jones Stadium will be March 2nd against Western Illinois. Figured with opening day this week, good time to check in with one of the Saluki baseball greats, Jake Alley, 1993-2003, to 2003, he pitched for SIU, part of the Hall of Fame class of 2009, and he had walked away with a couple of different records, uh, the innings record and the strikeout record when he was done pitching for the Salukis. So here's Jake Alley on the Saluki Standards Podcast. Hope you enjoy.
1: All well here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to see. I think the last time I saw you was actually Hall of Fame weekend. Um, right? Yeah. But uh, got, got a chance to catch up with you then. I know, uh, you know, growing up in, in Southern Illinois is, is a big deal to you and going into the Hall of Fame and all those things, being from, from Anna. Um, I, I, was, I was curious just to start, you know, going back to the times with your dad and your grandpa and your uncles, just sitting at the table talking about SIU history. Uh, you know, what, what were those times like when you were growing up?
1: It was awesome. Uh, my grandpa was supposedly a good baseball player so he said um, but he I think he was and he he was very knowledgeable of the game and then my uncle Jimmy my mom's brother played at Arkansas State and he had a more than a clue and my dad just he, whatever us boys wanted to do he was let's do it and so he was he was always a part of it but grandpa always talked about the old itchy Jones days and the old uh the, the basketball teams and the, all that good stuff, and so uh, I, being a Saluki, this kind of—I I, I don't want to say I knew I was going to be a Saluki from a young kid, but if it was going to happen, I probably was going to be a Saluki. So it—it was—I uh, loved it. I absolutely loved it. I looked forward to it, if you will. i, I wanted to be a Saluki, whereas maybe some other people that I don't know, maybe Chicago kids or. Colorado kids or people who were recruited with me. They had no clue about our, our, our past as a baseball program and the World Series and all that stuff. So I,
0: Grandpa always built that up, and he, he was proud
1: of me when I went to SIU.
0: What would Grandpa tell you about some of the College World Series days? Um, well, my Uncle Jimmy especially.
1: Um, they, they would talk a lot about uh, – well, my Uncle Jimmy wanted to go to SIU. And he was one of the best, better players in Southern Illinois, but he wasn't good enough to go to SIU. And so, whereas now that's kind of exactly the opposite—we don't get many players from Southern Illinois. Um, it's just numbers game kind of thing. But yeah, they just talked about all the all the old good like Dave Steebe and, and Al Levine, and all you know. I can go on and on, but uh, it was something to be. I mean, to, <laughs> I won't use some of my grandpa's terminology or vocabulary, but. When uh, you came to Carpondale, you expect to get a butt whip on the weekends. So that was, that was I like that.
0: <laughs> and how much time have you gotten uh, to spend with Itchy Jones, a, a guy that I'm sure you heard a lot about growing up? I, I, I wouldn't say
1: we're best of friends, but, 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 but I know him well. Um, I, haven't, uh, I haven't seen him in a good while, actually. But yeah, uh, he, he recruited me at Illinois. He, my grandpa and him knew each other a little bit. And then, um, just here and there, he'd come to alumni weekend or meet at Mary Lou's just things like that. And just, just, uh, I don't, I I talk a lot, but when I'm around Itchy Jones, I don't talk a lot. I, I just listen. He's, he's one of a kind. And I, you know, I know, I know a lot of players who played for him too. And just the, uh, the way he went about things just with the, uh, attention to detail and not accepting mediocrity and uh, he's the man
0: knowing knowing that uh you know his his past and the impact he had on the community obviously he's got the stadium named after him now but um knowing the history of itchy jones when he's recruiting you to illinois trying to get you out of this region how much lure was there for you to to maybe give into that and not be a saluki
1: zero um not anything against itchy but uh Carbondale was the furthest north I was gonna play. As we were talking earlier, I don't like snow. I don't like cold weather. Um, not a knock on Champagne, but there's a lot of cows and a lot of flat ground, and it's a little cooler up there. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna be a Fighting Illini. And, and number one, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to read that many books and stuff. <laughs> there was way, <laughs> way, way too much. Uh, no, I'm joking there, but uh, it, yeah, it's just it wasn't my thing. But Itchy Jones, it would have been awesome to play for
0: what drew you to coach Cal coach Dan Callahan just coach Cal all the
1: stories you've heard he's awesome he was awesome Uh, I was recruited by several places um and it just seemed like in my head it always come back to SIU um coach Cal had a way with words he had a way with schmoozing or making you laugh making you feel at home um but also, they were the couple years prior to me going to SIU, they were good. You know, guys like Jerry Harrison and Matt Detman and uh, Carl Coach. And um, I can, this players that, that were, were good players, that still their names are in the record books. And so, me and my buddies from Anna, we, we, I'd either catch a ride or they'd ride with me. We'd go to a lot of Sunday ball games and and, and watch the salookies. And then to get to know uh, Cal a little bit, i it's uh, after some things happened and some schools either backed out or coaches left and things like that, I, it was a no-brainer. It was SIU, that was it.
0: I mean, you've you've gone on, on record before and, and said that you didn't work hard enough outside of the lines. Uh, what what role did, did Coach Cal have in, you know, uh, helping you kind of find yourself and, and work a little bit harder?
1: Um, well, Cal was – not, Cal was like a big league coach and he would, he would tell you that not in those words, but he'd already had his career. Um, he expected you to do things like you're running and you're lifting and stuff. He wasn't going to be over your shoulder demanding you to do it. Uh, the price would, you're not going to play. You're you're, you're not going to succeed. And and, and that's, um, I don't always agree with that part about Cal, but I liked that part about Cal. Um, I can see how, people who were maybe more, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say dedicated, because pretty much my life was dedicated to baseball, but it wasn't dedicated to lifting weights and, and running especially. Um, but, yeah, uh, Coach, I, I just needed a, I needed an attitude adjustment. Um, I was by far a good enough student. I didn't apply myself. I was academically ineligible in my draft year, my junior year. I, I never should have been academically ineligible that I mean, that, I just didn't go to class and he let, he, he hurt my feelings, <laughs> um, but I needed my feelings to be hurt. And uh, so after all of that, after my junior year, right? Well, my first junior year, <laughs> um, he just said, go away, get out. I don't want to see your face. And, you know, I could have practiced with the team. I could have uh, stayed in shape or whatever. He said, I don't want to see your face. Don't ever talk to me again until you're eligible. Well, he was the first person who called me. He knew I was eligible before I knew I was eligible. And so, I mean,
0: it was – he was a big part of my life for sure. I, I know there are, are obviously things you can look at, uh, you know, several years in the past now, but say say that doesn't happen, how do you think life turns out differently? Say, say you aren't academically ineligible and um, you, you are eligible your draft year.
1: Well, I – yeah. I mean, I, I think about that every day <laughs> it's now. I mean, at 41 years old, I still think about it. Maybe not as much as before, but, um, I, I went to Cape Cod three summers. I, most people don't get to do that. I, and I did well there. Um, I had scouts. I wouldn't say knocking my door down, but, but I was going to be a decent draft pick because of my size and, and my height and stuff. I wasn't going to be a first rounder by any means, but, um, but, I was going to play for money and I was going to play for a decent amount of money. And, uh, to see guys, it's easier, it's easier to say now than 20 years ago or whatever, but I, I played with a lot of guys that were in the big leagues and, and some Cy Young winners and stuff like that. And I'm not, I wasn't better than those guys, but I was better than people that played in the big leagues. Um, that doesn't mean I would have, would have, if I got the opportunity, but there's always that, that, that bad thought in the back here, guys, like what ifs, you know, and, and it's uh, it kind of haunts me. It really does. But I, but there's a reason for it. And I, I think I don't really want to get into a whole lot of it, but, but I became a better person. I've, I've always grew up in church, but I'm a better Christian now. And I think I realized that after a while that, you know, baseball probably wasn't for me. It was toy. I was bad to my family as far as, yeah, I still went to dinner with them and hung out, but they weren't as close as they should have been i was bad to my friends i was bad to pretty much everyone in my life except for the baseball and my teammates and uh, that's a good thing but that's a bad thing too you you definitely have to find a way to do both and i and and i did not i i've since realized it but i i can't play catch anymore so it doesn't (laughs) that much matter now you got dead arm <laughs> well, I said a left arm, but <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think, yeah, my, my arm's gone, but, but it, but it's because of throwing golf clubs and golf balls and things like that.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, 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 kind of alluded to almost like a, some, some form of acceptance of, of how things turned out. When did, when did that strike you?
1: Um, well, I coached high school baseball at Anna Jonesboro for 10 years. It wasn't, and I, and I, right after college, I probably didn't coach for maybe five or six years. And so I, I felt a little better about it then. And then I, baseball came back into my life and it took, consumed me again. I got behind at work. I wasn't a good family person. I I, uh, I was a good baseball coach and we won some games, but I wasn't the person I needed to be. And so, uh, maybe four or five years, I haven't coached. And so, uh, after, since then, like when it was been out of my, my life, well, I shouldn't say it's, it's not out of my life. It's still not out of my life, but it, but it's not a everyday thing in my life now. So, um, then I, I think, uh, I think I'm a much better person, uh, but I'd still put spikes on right now and try to strike your butt out. <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> what uh it, it it sounds almost like 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 an itch and in, in an addiction the game of baseball for you. What what drew you to it? Why was it so alluring? Um
1: well I'm short and I couldn't really shoot a basketball well. I was slow. And I didn't like to get hit that well, so football wasn't really my thing. So that's all that was left. <laughs> no, but we I, we played them all. My dad's my dad played football at Arkansas State. And, uh, he pushed football. He, we loved that. But growing up, we had a basketball court, but it was shaped like a diamond. So each spot was our wiffle ball field, like home plate, first base, second base. And so we had the neighborhood kids, and I just – I liked it. I just – there wasn't really uh, a push like my dad wasn't that way saying well we got to go do this if we said dad hey let's go play catch or hit ground balls there wasn't wasn't a question he he was there but uh, I just loved it I, I being outside I, I like the sunshine I like the a lot of people don't like baseball because it's so slow and it can be boring and uh, I don't know I like that time I like shooting the crap with with the shortstop and, and you got a lull for 20 seconds or so in its focus. And uh, I don't know. I just, since I was a little, little kid, I, I loved baseball. And, and, you know, we talked about me not working hard at it. I, I didn't in college. I did not work hard in college, but my whole life prior to that, I did. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did. It was, it was pretty much every day of my life. When did you become a pitcher? Um we got five years old when we didn't, there was no such thing as T-ball when I was growing up or there wasn't an Anna Jonesboro. And so uh, then like every kid through, like I wouldn't say pitch, but through. And so uh, then, and, and of course my dad was coach, so I got to play more and stuff. So I, I was the pitcher and then he put me at shortstop until I made a bunch of errors and stuff. But no, it's uh, for my whole life. I was a pitcher.
0: Who was a guy you idolized when you were uh, coming up as a pitcher? I loved Roger Clemens.
1: Um, everyone loved Greg Maddox, and I did too. And I had the Greg Maddox jersey in high school and all that good stuff. But, but I, I was more of a Roger Clemens. I'm not comparing myself to Roger Clemens. Don't take it that way. But I was more of a Roger Clemens kind of guy. You know, just come after you fastball kind of guy, a competitive kind of guy. And I, I liked the way he went about his business. I always kind of idolized him.
0: Sure obviously I didn't get to see you pitch, but you know, when you talk to Mike Reese or Gene green, the, the guys that did see you get to pitch, they, they always talk about the focus that you had on the mound, uh, how, how you just seem to be centered in on nothing else that was going on around you. Just, you know, hitter, catcher yourself. Uh, where did that focus come from?
1: Um, well, part of it, I and mean, this is a, a joke, but being serious is I, I was recruited by a lot of big schools to play third base or, or, and hit and also pitch, but but more third base. And so when I got to college and I'm not doing that anymore, it's like I only get one chance a week. Very be good. You know, I don't get to if, I, if I'm bad today, it's not like I get to play tomorrow. I got to wait a week. And so that was part of it. Um, but. just just kind of the way we were brought up in Anna, not talking necessarily my family, but Anna's kind of a, a a blue collar town. It's a working class town. And, and uh, we don't take losing lightly (laughs) to to say the least. And um, it's just, it's been instilled in me my my whole life. It's it's what you do. If if you're going to do something, do it right. And um, I, I, I think my junior high baseball coach preached that. My dad taught me that before. My grandpa taught me that before. But um, my Bill Miller, my junior high baseball coach, really, that's when you got away from dad. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden I got a, a coach that isn't my dad. And that was a good thing. And not that my, my dad as a coach was a great thing. But but having someone else and someone else who was a disciplinarian and a, and a competitor and 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 that you you didn't you didn't, mom didn't, mommies didn't come to the dugout and bring their babies Gatorade for Bill Miller. You know, you, you brought that before, or, or. You came to the field for one thing, that's to win. You didn't come to socialize and even uh, do that stuff after the game. So that, I think that's where. Uh, I kind of answered your question in about six different ways, but that's, uh, that's where it started. And then, you uh, know, Jonesboro high school has always had a pretty good baseball program. And, and then, go into high school and coach Biddle expecting what not many coaches in the area did And well, they may say it, but it was actually an expectation at Anna. And so that's, that's, that's where it came from. We just, it's, we don't like to lose. And so <laughs> you don't have any opportunities, so you better make the most of them.
0: Yeah. With that high level of focus for three hours, would you be mentally exhausted after a game?
1: Yeah, I would. Um, especially later on because i I did have a hurt arm a little bit or not a little bit a lot of bit um and it took a lot out of me it knowing that like before when i was younger in in college it didn't matter if i I had a good fastball i had a good slider it didn't really if i hit my spot great um but then i'm a senior and all of a sudden i'm up there (laughs) this was just i had to hit my spots i had to focus i had to know the hitters a little better i had to I had to learn how to throw a change up. I'd never held one or I had, but i would never threw one before until then. And just, yeah, you're by, by the time it's all over with your, you're, you're ready for mom and dad to take you out to dinner and relax for a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I was thinking it would probably be pretty easy to break focus with how I'm sure some people are acting on the Hill. Uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite experience or interaction with, uh, the, the Hill gang out there?
1: Uh, well, I hope you can edit and cut and stuff like that, but, um, (laughs) one year, I, I, I think it, it would have had to been my freshman year. We were, we weren't ranked, but we were close to being ranked and, and we were good. We were darn good. The Valley was darn good that year. Um, anyway, i can't remember who we were playing but back then there were four conference games one friday two saturday a doubleheader on saturday and one sunday and those doubleheaders when we were good and then say wichita or creighton or northern iowa or uh, southwest was coming into town those were all pretty darn good schools and so nice weather doubleheader the alcohol consumption was flying (laughs) those days but so I can't remember who we were playing, but some guys it was his name was probably Jared the rally ball guy. But he had a big catfish fishing pole with a boot on the end of it. And so every time that the second baseman or whoever would make an error, he would come running down the hill and throw that boot out onto the stadium and reel it in. And the whole the whole hill was yelling boot, 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 boot. And it it was, I think he got kicked out and he didn't do it for very long, but it, it was it was pretty fun. And then whenever someone hit a home run, Jared, the rally bone guy would climb to the highest tree. And I, I don't know what Jared's doing these days, but I, I hope things are a little different for him. He was a good dude back then.
0: <laughs> uh, how much did, uh, how, how much did uh, they love themselves from Jake Alley? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you were a fan favorite out there. I was,
1: um, Part of that is because I probably met them after the game at certain establishments. (laughs) Um, the other part though, I was from Southern Illinois, so I had some, some fan base, uh, but then I won a couple games and and all of a sudden there would be the, the the white wife beaters with 22 alley on the, on the Hill. I I don't think that my mom or family liked the representation with, (laughs) you know, every time I'd strike someone out, there was a rally bong done or, uh, Shotgun and a beer or something like that, but uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun, man. It really was, and and the better we were, the more people were there, and it was the the Abe Martin Field, well, I, different field now, but right, um, same concept for the most part. It's got a little more class now, <laughs> but um it, it's a fun, fun, fun place to play. It, uh, and my brother, who's been played at LSU or played at Tennessee, but played at LSU and georgia and all these big arkansas and and my dad's been to all these stadiums and, and they'll they'll tell you abe martin's a fun place to play that's a good place to watch a ball game
0: better than peak box at lsu
1: i, I think my brother might disagree that yeah. I, but it's but abe martin's a good spot but yeah my brother always tells the story he was a freshman and he got cussed and yelled at all weekend long his freshman year at lsu but then at the end of the series he was getting on the bus and people were bringing him presents lsu fans and they're bringing him crawfish and (laughs) like like so (laughs) they give you heck but they they take care of good baseball players too
0: yeah you uh you mentioned your close relationship with your your grandfather just growing up and um you know the the stories that he shared with you uh how much did he get to watch you pitch at siu he never missed a game
1: didn't miss a game my freshman year when i was closer he may have missed a Murray State game when it was thirty degrees out or something like that, but a weekend game he never missed. um i i I'm sitting here thinking I don't think he missed a game period, but yeah he was and he normally was there at if the game was at four he was there at two thirty <laughs> he was pacing and watching and he was he was the man what do you think of your career? He was my biggest fan he um it's funny. He would never tell me anything negative. Um, but then like my mom, I would, I'll talk to her after the game or, or the next day or something. My mom would say, well, you know, I, I noticed you were doing this or your, your, your leg kick was different or you're flying open. And it's like, yeah, mom's got some, she's got a clue. I, but what it was is my grandpa, part of what it was, my mom definitely knew, but part of it was my grandpa getting my mom's ear saying, hey, tell him to cut this out. This is, he's not going to do any good without this or that. And then, so my mom was like the middleman kind of thing. So but, uh, I had a good family. I, I have a good family and uh,
0: very, very blessed. Yeah, I, I bet it would have meant a lot for him to be at the Hall of Fame ceremony a couple of years ago too. He, uh, yeah, without a doubt, my grandma
1: was there and she, like, I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about it, but yes, he, he would have loved it. He, he, uh, like I said, they, they they were literally my biggest fans. My first ever start was the first game of the year, my sophomore year, um, South Florida. I, I couldn't remember if it was Stetson or South Florida, but I, it was South Florida. And I just remember getting off the bus. I you mean, know, I've got a couple hours before the game. So I, and I, I struggled with that. Like I, I, when I got off the bus, I was ready to go. Now I have to wait two hours. And so, uh, you know, I've learned how to relax and stuff like that. But I remember getting off the bus and walking into the stadium, and there my grandpa and grandma are. There's no one else there except for my grandpa and grandma. I was like, "Well, here, here we go. It's time." So, uh, as long as Mama and Papa were there, all, everything was all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, you you said it at Hall of Fame a couple of years ago too. I mean the. The, the greatness that was around you at that point, not just in baseball, but you know the other sports too. Uh, you know, we we talked about your relationship with Jermaine, and you know Jason Fraser was right before you. You mentioned Jerry Hairston. Um, I mean, how would you how would you summarize just the the overall atmosphere of you know late '90s, early 2000s being at SIU? Baseball. I mean,
1: I'm just gonna be blunt. Uh, we were okay. It wasn't like we were world beaters. Um, There were times when we were definitely good. Um, But it was so fun seeing Coach Kill come in. He was there maybe two years of my five, at least one, but maybe two. um, And to see how he changed things immediately from the day he walked in. Not just football. I mean, just the whole athletic department and the way expectations were. Um, But then – Coach Weber came in when I was – Coach Weber's five years were my five years. And so it, that it, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome to see how those guys were working in the weight room, how they were working in study table, not necessarily the football program at that point, but they were getting there. How basketball – there were so many expectations, and Coach Weber just wouldn't allow you to screw up. It wasn't part of his – mold if you if if that was the way you were going to be and act you couldn't play for it you couldn't be a part of that not only couldn't you play for him you couldn't be a part of the team it's just he didn't allow that kind of stuff and and that rubbed off that rubbed off on more than me we saw that we noticed it um and we used to lift we used to have our our weight room at the clubhouse so we didn't always go to the arena a whole lot but when we had the opportunity to it was a uh, it was it, it was we needed to pick it up kind of thing. Um, but then I th- where, where you were going with, it, I think I, I loved getting out of practice it, like me and Josh Joyner and a couple of the guys, we would have practice, get out of the shower and we'd sprint to Applebee's or wherever. So we could have dinner, if you will, and, and then get to the back to the basketball game because it was packed and we would have to get our tickets a day or two in advance or you wouldn't get them. Um, and it was so fun watching Kent Williams and Jermaine Dearman and uh Abel Schroder was one of my best friends, or still I don't talk to him a whole lot anymore. I just talked to him, but back then we were buddies. And so uh just the whole Saluki atmosphere back in the early two thousands, It was I I, I think he used the term it was fun to be a Saluki, and, and it was. Um basketball being on uh sports center and then they got college game day and then there's this guy named Darren Brooks who comes in and just I'm I'm lucky to be a part of it I I really am I'm I'm talking more the hall of fame part of it I mentioned that before I just I yeah I was a good ball player but to be on the wall with some of these dudes it's humbling very very
0: humbling how did you strike up a friendship with Jermaine probably study table.
1: (laughs) uh, That's that, like that's Bart Scott. uh, He was there. I mean, it's just, you meet these guys in in study table and and, in in the training room and here and there and uh, basketball wasn't really close with baseball though. I had some basketball friends for sure. And a guy named Brandon Mells ended up playing baseball his last year after playing four years of basketball. And so we, we, there were some mutual friendships and some, some good good times had by all. Um, But it was like the the, the way the seasons worked, football and baseball kind of hung out a little bit. Whereas basketball, they, they were too serious for us. (laughs) They they, they had to work way too hard, (laughs) but, uh, but also, you know, their season ran from the fall till spring. And so this kind of, not a whole lot of time to intermingle, but
0: when we did, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sure. I bet it was Uh, brought up, brought up uh, Jason Fraser's name before you ended up actually breaking some of his records uh, with um, I think innings pitched and strikeouts were held by him before. And then, then you come in a couple of years later and break them. Um, Would you get, you guys would have crossed over one year, right? His senior year was my freshman year. Right. Okay. So what, uh, I mean, what'd you, what'd you take from Jason? What'd you learn from him before he um, before you kind of took over there?
1: couple things. One, I learned how that the campus lake is 2.2 miles, but Frazier taught me a way to, you can run it and actually like 1.75 miles so you can make your time. Now don't tell the players that now don't players. If you're listening, don't listen to that. But so he taught me that route, (laughs) but, but he was so, so good when he, in the fall, he, he didn't get to play. He, his arm was hurt. He had surgery the year before. Um, I knew he was good just from being in the area but I come in as a freshman I pitch in the fall and I'm thinking man this is gonna be fun I'm (laughs) I'm pretty good you know Um, and then we used to meet in the rec center for morning workouts or afternoon workouts when it was like this time of the year and I'll never forget like the first pitchers and catchers day like which is actually today in the big leagues pitchers and catchers reported today but it was kind of like that for us and so We were meeting in the rec center and I'll never forget getting out of class and going in the rec center and coming around the corner and and the big nets were hanging down. So you could hear people playing catch, but you couldn't see it. It sounded like a shotgun was going off. I mean, it was like, pow, I echoed through the whole gym and I was around the corner and then I see this little dude that's, I realized that day I'm not that good. (laughs) I mean, I, I thought I was, but I'm not, this guy is really, really good. Um, and he 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 was a buddy to me. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't try. He it, you would never know Jason Frazier was in the big leagues. Even when he was in the big leagues, and me and him would go out to dinner or whatever. He people wouldn't. We he'd pass by us, no one would like offer for his autograph or anything. But the dude played what eleven, twelve years in the big leagues. He's the uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays all-time leader in appearances. He's he's the man. He 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 was he was. I, don't, I, I wasn't around in the 70s. I'm sure that some of those guys could argue with it or whatever, but I, I don't think it's, it's talent-wise that there's ever been a pitcher better than Jason Frazier that went to SIU and uh, sit there as a little punk freshman and get to watch that. It was, it was amazing.
0: What are you thinking when you're watching him pitch in the World Series in 15?
1: Oh, my gosh. Everyone at the Anna Elks was <laughs> yelling and screaming. Uh, he, It was awesome. He, it was absolutely awesome he was uh and he played with a buddy of mine um well yeah he is a buddy my luke hochaver from uh, tennessee Him and my brother were roommates together and so we kind of had a four-person mutual friendship of talking back and forth and stuff and so it was a uh, i think i still probably have a royals hat somewhere and a, <laughs> a uh texas rangers hat or wherever fraser went i tended to find
0: myself a hat or something but I was going to ask if you had a, a Fraser jersey or something like
1: that. Uh, no, no, he, no. I asked him for one one time, but then I realized I'm like six shirts bigger than him. So that's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it said, I think he, they listed him at 5'10", 160 on his big league profile. If he's 5'10", 160, then I'm Randy Johnson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you said you're left-handed now.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to make a comeback now. Yeah. Any <laughs> is number two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess let's, let's wrap with this. You, you know, you, you've obviously had lots of great experiences at SIU and, and beyond if you're, you know, talking directly to a, a current SIU baseball player, what advice are you given?
1: If today was your last day, how hard would you play? I would say that. I would say um, you're in a place where there's expectations. May not have made it to advanced past uh, the conference tournament since 1990, and that's embarrassing. And there's expectations. There's people watching from far away, um, big leaguers, ex-big leaguers, um, Hall of Famers, I guess. just people who spend a lot of time at A. Martin Field that are watching. They may not send letters. They may not come to ball games, but they're watching. They're waiting. I, I can't wait to to buy my plane ticket to Palo Alto or, or, or I'm going to a regional. I think it's going to be soon, and I can't wait. And I, I work your butts off, listen to Coach Rhodes, and compete your butt off. Um, Baseball is a long season. It's uh, it's you're not know, going to win every game. Sorry, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to sweep a weekend here or there that you're going to lose. And, and, and that sucks, but it's part of it. And, and that makes you, that's what you have to fight through that. And, and do that, make a regional. I want to go see it. Good words from a
0: hall of famer. Is that, is that cool to hear? Hall of
1: famer? Uh, you know, it's, it's, I turn red in the face every time I hear it, but, but yes, it's, it's pretty darn cool. <laughs> it doesn't get old. I'm, I'm still taking advantage of it every time I get, uh, Coach Hill throws me shirts or this or that. It's like, well, I'm okay, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, hopefully, uh, we'll see you out at Itchy Jones Stadium this year. Yeah, yes, sir. It's uh I'll be there for sure when it warms up. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we need that to even have games
1: in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I mean, it, uh, it all stemmed from you reaching out about Jermaine's episode. So well,
1: Jermaine Jermaine and I have two different personalities. Jermaine's, Jermaine's upbeat and good. I'm tend to be more serious at times, but he, man, that, his was good. His was darn good. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we'll have a dual episode at some point. You guys can balance each other out. Get, <laughs> there your, you uh, go. get, get your Weber stories and maybe an impersonation or two. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> thanks for the time, Jake. All right, buddy. Thank you. That's uh, Saluki Hall of Famer Jake Alley here on the Saluki Standards Podcast.